Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And hey, hi, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another fun and exciting episode here. Uh, and, you know, we want to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts. Like, we grew up in this era, and if anyone else has grew up in, you know, the 80s or the early 90s, and you enjoyed any form of anime, that means that you are probably just as big as a fanboy as we are of mechs. We love big giant robots. Who doesn't, right? And it comes to Gundam, when it comes to Power Rangers, all that, right? Like, there's so many different types of mechs out there that just really inspired our childhoods. And, you know, I feel like that really drew me to a lot of specific types of games in the beginning, too, right? Like, as soon as mm -hmm. I saw, like, a big robot or any kind of robot, really, on the screen, I was instantly like, I have to check this game out, right? Like, I I don't know. There's just something about it. Even if it was just a horrible, horrible mess of a game, you still wanted to try it out because you want to live that anime life, right? Like you wanted to be those heroes. You wanted to link up at like Voltron and defeat like the crazy beast of the galaxy and just, I don't know. There's something about it that just really spoke true. And, you know, it's obviously inspired so many different video games out there. And, the mech genre has come a long way. There is not just one type of mech game, which is fantastic. Mech games span every possible genre that you can think of, from 2D side-scrolling platformer to RTS to full live-action game. Like, just you name it, there's a game for it. And I think that's what really, like, what I really love about the mech genre itself like any type of game you're in the mood for there's one out there for you if you want something crazy absurd and just does just crazy anime explosions guess what super robot wars is right there for you right if you want something mm -hmm. a lot more tactical like if you want to make get into the nitty-gritty of the cost of repairs and changing out your parts and making sure to keep everything going like like a real engineer would mech warrior is your best friend right like there's all kinds of stuff. And it's not just the gameplay, too. It's the scenarios that these games are revolved around from the different stories that take place. It can go from an epic space opera to, you know, Cold War era, like, style of game where it's like steampunk robots now, where it's a different kind of universe. It's it's really just amazing the range that mech games have. And we really wanted to pay homage to that genre and give them the breath of air that they need and give them celebrate them as much as they need to be so this episode actually is probably going to be a little bit of a uh, an experiment for us right so this is going to be an extended episode it's going to be spanning across two different episodes or maybe even more depending on how much we really talk about it right because <laughs> there's just so much to talk about but the first one we really wanted to just kind of bring up the like where the mech genre came from, like what really, like what, what's the big granddaddy games, right? What's the ones that I think are most iconic to it and made the most impact? And then we can go start diving into some of the other types of games you have out there as well. And maybe even hit some of like the indie games that are sparking and coming out now and just seeing where the genre might go in the future. So before we dive into the the big games that we want to talk about today what's your 
overall experience with mech games. Like, how much did you play them? How much were you drawn to them? All that fun stuff. And actually, before we get into the games too, I want to hear what your favorite mech is. Anime, game, whatever. Like, who's your favorite mech out there? Death Scythe. Oh, that's a great one. Oh, uh, God, I love Death Scythe. Uh, the Endless Waltz, Waltz Death Scythe. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Endless Waltz. Anything in the one Endless Waltz was fucking oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. With the cloak wings that closed up. I made that Gundam model, too. Uh, I was so obsessed Damn. with Gundam models when I was a kid. It was so cool because it actually, like, folded over and closed and, like, hooked closed. So it had, like, his cloak on. Uh, that thing was awesome. But... Yeah, I mean, my love for mechs came from, you know, Gundam Wing on Toonami. Like, that was my introduction to it after Dragon Ball Z. I'd have Gundam Wing. And then I always loved when Toonami would bring in, like, other Gundam series in there. Like, I remember 8th MS Team was on there. And that actually became my favorite Gundam, uh, like, series <laughs> or show. Because I think it was only one season. And uh, I've watched a few other seasons i'm i won't say i'm a huge gundam fan to the point where like i've seen everything because there's a lot so many but from the what i've seen like i've seen maybe like four different shows of it and i enjoyed what i've seen but for me i always wanted to play a game where you're in a mech and this was like mid 90s right like kind of late 90s i would say maybe more late 90s because I was a kid, it's not like I had the internet, not that it was really big, but I had magazines and I would see pictures of like mech games. And in that era, I feel like there really weren't that many on consoles. Like, even though Mech Warrior and Armored Core were around during that time i didn't really notice them and i think the first mech game i really like saw and enjoyed was front mission mm. three and i know we're going to talk about this game in our another episode but it it made me more interested in finding games like that and back then in the u.s at least we didn't really have many strategy mech games it was all third person or first person shooters which is understandable that that sells in America at least and back PC then. was king at that time too for mech games. Yeah, PC like that that was the thing and like back then I had a PC as a kid but it was like oh my god it it, it chugged. <laughs> it, it chugged. It wasn't it wasn't like a gaming PC of the 90s, you know, it was just like a a Dell or no, I think it was an HP mm-hmm. like just it could play SimCity 2. Well, like none of us. You know? I mean, like, my first mech game experience was in the basement of my uncle's house, and he had like six computers hooked up to one another, right? Like, like Jesus. he was, I mean, he was a big Quake guy, but you know, like it, mm. it, you needed that kind of setup, like that kind of rig in order to play these things. And no kid had that available to them, you know? Yeah. But after that, I think when you look at the more typical mech game i think armored core was kind of the one that really got me into it just because it was fast paced and it just it was interesting and you know after now reading about the history and the people that worked on it i was like wow no wonder i liked it you know i mean we'll get more into armored core soon but it 
it just made me feel like a badass. You know, that's what I wanted from being a mech. It's just to fly around and be crazy. You know, I felt like a mech warrior when I played it. It it did feel more realistic, but it just felt a lot more slow-paced. And as a kid, I was like, this is kind of boring, you know? But my dream one day, it would be cool to own the Steel Battalion freaking controller oh, thing yes <laughs> thing that hap- that exists but like it'd be cool to have all those peripherals for a mech game right like just imagine mech warrior 5 like with all those like, <sighs> handles and buttons like that'd, that'd be, be amazing sick. that would be the way to play it yeah it sounds like selling a house you know but just to own it but it'd be hey it'd be if cool, money man. wasn't an option that would be an amazing investment <laughs> Hey, oh, you yeah. know what? With all your crypto stuff, if that blows up, <laughs> there's your next purchase. Maybe that, that's the first. I'm going to buy one of those little chairs that like hydraulic goes around. You know, like people get oh, for gosh, like racing yeah. games. Just get it for the mechs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right. So who's your favorite anime mech? Like which one besides that? Like which one? Like what was your like? your standout you know like i know death side's huge but like when we talk like old school right like if you could be uh pilot right see my knowledge like i've seen macross but i don't remember much of it same with robotech like i watched those when i was really young and i feel like the only thing that really stuck around were Mm. gundams for some weird reason i really want to go back and watch both of those just because you know people always say they're mm-hmm. amazing but yeah my knowledge on favorite mechs are just mm-hmm. mostly gundams i mean i i forget the name it wasn't g gundam though but i Dude, forgot the big name shout out to g gundam to that up. is the most underrated gundam series in my opinion I figured you would like that. It's such like a My Hero Academia oh, kind so of good. Freaking! It was the Gundam. only one that like the controls made sense, right? Like if, when you see the fighting in actual Gundam animes, they're just pressing buttons and moving levers and stuff, but they're actually doing like really fast-paced karate. It's like okay, like that doesn't logically make sense to me, but I'll accept it. Anime rules, right? But G Gundam, it had like the Pacific Rim style, like tactile suit that you're in. And that's whenever like my brain was like, oh, this makes sense, right? Like that's why they're able to move the way they do. And I just love the world competition that they set up there where like each nation had its own mech, right? And it actually fit with the fighting style of that nation. Like the American had the boxer where his shoulders like shot off and became boxing gloves. And that was dope as hell. Oh, the Netherlands Gundam. The windmill, which is dope as hell, right? Like the Indian one with the crazy Cobra stuff, right? Like there was a lot of really cool mechs and like everyone was so specific. Or the one from France was amazing. It had like the rapier. Yeah, like super cool. Like really great designs there. But I don't know, like my love of mechs came from anime. (laughs) First and foremost. And the one that really just caught my eye when I was a kid was Voltron. Voltron was my go-to mech, right? Like, it, I loved it. It was amazing. I remember, I even remember going to the, you know, the, um, the Imperial Beach flea market out here in the drive-in theater? Like, so mm-hmm. I remember one day we were going through that with my mom and I saw a Voltron kit there. I was like, oh my God, like, I need to get this. So my mom, like, I was so lucky that she actually picked it up for me. And when I got it home, I didn't realize it was the actual, like, 
action figures, but it was the metal action figures. It was like the legit like Ooh. cast iron ones. And these things were insane. And they actually like fully transformed and linked up. It had like 50 different weapon attachments. I was in love with this thing. It was uh, so cool. And like, I think that's what really draws me to specific types of mech games, right? Like there's a like Wolf Stride that just came out, which we'll be talking about much later, but it, it has that same vibe of like big giant robot, right? That is coming out or like um, one another anime that I absolutely loved was The Big O. I thought that was a great show. Oh, I forgot that about that one. Great. And the the great thing about that show was it was probably the best one at showing scale when it came to giant mech robots. Like it really made you feel how big and colossal these things were because every time it like panned out and showed the two mechs just going at it, it showed the buildings just dwarfed in comparison to these giant robots. And they were always like in the foreground, just kind of lightly there, but it just set scale so nicely, which was really impressive. But unfortunately... Oh, there's big O action figures. Unfortunately, that show did not make it very long. I'm not really sure why. Yeah, I think it didn't even finish the second season, if I'm not mistaken, or it did, but it was very rushed. You know, like it, it could have had more, but because I think it was trying to be too deep for what it was. Yeah, it felt like they were trying to make him Batman, right? And it just didn't really fit at that time. Like, yes, we had the critically acclaimed that the Batman, right, with the most iconic, like Mark Hamill Joker, right? Like, it just. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really fit at that time, unfortunately. But it's a great show. But, you know, that really inspired a lot of the mech games, that, like I said, that I played. And like, I always gravitate towards the more anime-style ones. But I remember the first mech game I played was actually Mech Warrior on the PC. I think it was like Mech Warrior 2. Um, and it was at my uncle's house. Like we were playing a game of Quake. And then on a different computer, he had that one booted up for whenever like we got bored of playing Quake with him, he would just go play Mech Warrior after setting up another flight simulator. Like that was my uncle. <laughs> so, like mm-hmm. I just I started playing around with it and I was so blown away by feeling like I don't know what it was. It was just the idea of actually being in the cockpit. Like those games did that very, very well, where it made you feel like you were actually in the cockpit of the mech and seeing like on the screen, the different body parts of how different things are getting injured and like the weight to things and like the cost, like it was, it's very good. Like, um, I guess like a real life sim, right. Uh, when it came to actually controlling and, using mechs in battle so it's very clever and it was a very fun experience as far as seeing a different side of mechs like though my whole life i grew up with anime mechs and then whenever i saw that in a game i was like oh there's more and then like you i ended up playing armored core absolutely fell in love with that as well because it was a little bit faster paced and i felt like i didn't have to manage that much as i did with the mech warrior it's too young for that and i don't know it's just it's been a fascination of my life going forward like anytime there's a big mech in a game i'm all for it like even like white knight chronicles right like it's a rpg that <laughs> it's a oh, bad rpg God. but there's kind of a mech in it mech element and it's i love that part that was like my favorite part of the whole game was being able to hop into that like every action i did was to make sure i got that mech out faster because <laughs> that was the best part of the game it was the hook but yeah so it's just it's i don't know i love seeing where it's gone and 
actually doing the research on a lot of these games this week made me appreciate these games even more. Like, there's so much to them, so much like variety. And you can say that about any game genre, right? There's so much variety in anything. And, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like mechs are just special because they can be anything. Like, sure, we have so many first person shooters and they all do different things. But in the end, they're all just first person shooters, right? Like, if I want to play a tactics game, I can play a mech tactics game. If I want to play a first person shooter, I can play a mech first person shooter, right? Like, it feels like it transcends. And I think that's what, like, is really made me fall in love all over again with the mech genre like while doing the research for this stuff because it's been there's so much and there's so many games i've added to my list now but i have to check out <laughs> i think it's about time i think we should really talk about the granddaddies like really dive into them a little bit more we we touched on the names of the games that really set things off. But let's go back to the year 1989, when the first Mech Warrior actually came out. This game changed everything, right? Like this game showed that Mech games can be something. And it was incredibly popular at the time because it was the, like, I would say one of the first games that made you feel like you were piloting the Mech, right? Like, there were some of the arcade mm-hmm. games where, I forgot what the game is called. It's like Battle Tanks or whatever, where you actually, like, you're, it's like first-person view of the tank, right? And, like, you kind of scan the environment, and you shoot down, like, the polygon, like, uh, enemies that are coming at you. It's 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 very simple. Mm-hmm. I remember playing that game a lot, but, like, it reminded me of that, but on a higher level, right? So, like, but now you actually see the borders in the artwork of, like, the frame for the glass, right, of the mech that you're sitting in. You see your controls laid out in front of you. You see, like, the actual silhouette of your mech with the, the different components that you've attached onto them. And, like, it just... Everything about it felt very immersive, especially for a game in 1989. Like, it's huge. And there was a very deep story to the mech game, right? Where it's like you're fighting this revolution and it's pretty huge. And you're trying to, you know, recruit a bunch of pilots along the way so that you can populate the, your own little rebellion force, right? And it's it's because you need pilots in order to pilot these mechs. So you have to actually befriend these people and go on little side quests throughout the towns in order to do that like side quest is a very general term when talking about the first mech warrior because really it was like there's six options on the board and either you're going to the bar to the you know to different locations and it's just like a one panel like splash screen and just text dialogue like go to the bar talk to the barkeep and he'll tell you what to do right like that's the kind of like side quest exploration that we're talking about. It's not what we're used to now, but for then it was a lot, right? It it really just changed things a lot. And what I love about this is that you can still see the bones of that first MechWarrior game in even the newest versions of MechWarrior. Like MechWarrior 5, 
still has all those main components. Like it did not change the formula. It just did it better, right? And it just keeps expanding on it and changing things up and giving us new mechs, new abilities, new environments to go around and explore in. Still very text heavy and very dialogue heavy, but it still it just expanded on everything that we really want from the Mech Warrior franchise. And it stayed true to what it was, right? Like, I'm sure they could have gone down different avenues and maybe, you know, like, followed trends and became even bigger games, right? Like, successes. But those versions of those games wouldn't be held as highly as what MechWarrior is today, in my opinion, right? Like, they stuck true to their formula and they're successful for it. And it's it just shows, like, how much it has inspired the mech franchise especially that style right of like i would say like the western Mm -hmm. style of mech games it has really really inspired that 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 style of game throughout the years since it's you know inception in 1989 like it's it's still seen today like through so many different games like even armored core like we mentioned holds a lot of the same similar ideas like there's there's a lot out there with like the resource management and all that like Mech Warrior really, I guess, like set the pace, right? Like it's 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 a huge title. Yeah. I think so. It it really like made it seem like it was a reality. You know, it. I feel like it really did well to pull in people with different interests into it. You know, like a lot of people could see a lot of these mech games and be like, oh, this is just, you know, some anime kind of thing. Like, this doesn't really interest me. But Mech Warrior really did take it in a different way. You know, it still has that military, obviously, like the militaristic look to it. But I don't know. It makes you, compared to all the other mech games I've played, at least, like, especially with Mech Warrior 5, it really does make you feel like you're playing it. And I feel like the only thing it's missing would be a VR. <laughs> that would function. be insane. Oh, like I'm hoping with P- PSVR two, like we'll get some kind of cool mech game with it. And Oh man, like that would be sick. Like it's the perfect game for it. You know, yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to have a VR mech game. VR mech warrior. Oh, that'd be so cool. Like, what if you, like, you know how, like, while you're fighting, your different limbs can take damage, right, and be destroyed in battle? Like, let's say you have the controllers in your hands, and your right arm gets blown off, and now, like, every time you touch it or, like, try and activate it, it just vibrates, right? Like, it's, like, a dead arm, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's non-responsive or something like that. Like, that would be really cool. Or, like, feeling the shots in each remote separately to know what side of the body you're getting hit on. Like that, there's a lot of cool things you can do with that. Well, I mean, I could see it being possible because I was, they just had a showcase on the new PSVR and they were talking about how the the hands and I think even the headset will have haptic feedback, just kind of like the controllers, which if that's the case, it will be more realistic. And, you know, they already have those like body suits or like vests you can put on that like react to vibrations in certain areas for like vr games yeah that's true huh so i mean you could have like a whole setup like that where you have like your like 
vibration suit with the controllers and all that. And it's like, it'd be immersive. Like VR stuff, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like it's in the past few years have been too early for it, but I think starting this year and going forward, I think we're at a point where, you know, these kind of games would just mm-hmm. shine and actually feel realistic, you know, instead of, you know, surgeon simulator kind of games where you're just goofing around on it. Like now you can fly around in, you know, a mech or you can play like Microsoft simulator or flight simulator and just fly planes. Like it's, it's cool. You know, yeah. like, Oh, Can you imagine nice. like boosting in a mech, right? And feeling like the weight of moving forward on your chest, like the actual like speeding like up. That. Oh my God, that'd be so cool. Vibration uh, chair. Actually, shit. That would be insane. I would love that. I would be, sign me up first in line. I would be that, that, that like how it's amazing how immersive the mech warrior games have been with the technology that it had, even the 1989 version was so immersive, right? And just seeing where it could go in the future, like that would be the ideal situation for these MechWarrior games. That's like the level of immersion that they've been trying to emulate this whole time. Ah, that'd be fantastic. That just kind of like blew my mind with possibilities. Ah, that'd be so cool. While MechWarrior definitely inspired the more realistic and gritty approach to mech games, there's been a kind of like a little bit of a hole there. Um, like there's a lot of anime mech games, right? Like that's kind of what a lot of us, I mean, that's what I was drawn to when I was younger, right? Is like I wanted to relive the anime. So when I was looking for those games, there wasn't any that really like stood out for a while, right? Like a lot of those games ended up being more of like fighting games, a little bit more simple, but they never felt like the shows themselves until I would say probably 2001, right? When Zone of Enders, a Kojima game, right? So you already know it's going to be a little different. (laughs) But in 2001, Zone of Enders came out and it really showed us that full space 360 degree fighting style that we've been kind of looking for and while the game is not perfect it definitely did it it, i don't know like it it gave us exactly what we wanted it was a really i would say like the perfect proof of concept to show that this is actually possible that we can have our anime mech battles and like and have them in our games right like it was just something that we could do and you know the story and all that stuff like it's like I said, it's not a perfect game, you know, like a lot of people mentioned the fact that like, yes, while the 3D models and the fighting does look fantastic for the time, the environments that they're fighting in are very bland and boring and simple, right? Which yes, they are, but they really wanted you to like focus in on the things that you're going to be looking at the most, which is the mech that you're piloting. They want you to be immersed in that world, right? And of course, the missions did become a little bit repetitive, but really they're testing the waters, right? They're trying to figure out how to make this thing work. And I would say that after the first one came out, it did show that this is possible, that we can definitely have our awesome epic anime mech battle fights. And then Zone of Enders 2 came out and just blew it out of the water, 
right? They perfected on, like, really just advanced what the first one did. They did the 3D full space battles better than the first one, and then they also gave us improved interesting environments, and then they even threw in more, like, sophisticated thinking enemies, right, to give the missions much more range, and the story was actually pretty interesting as far as, like, anime story tropes go, and, like, the they then they really wanted to feed into that like inner anime fanboy for sure because even the cutscenes so like in the first game the cutscenes were all the traditional you know 3D style cutscenes right like what you would get in a normal PlayStation 2 game um and then after that in the second one they traded in all those 3D cutscenes and actually made them fully animated cutscenes so they wanted you to feel like you are playing the anime through and through even the 3D models themselves they went from a tr- more traditional 3D like kind of s- style to uh, actual mm-hmm. cell shading which is what I mean I love cell shading and I think it's timeless it definitely makes the game still look good today when compared to the first one, right? The first one still looks good, but the cell shading definitely helps it age better. And it still feels mm-hmm. like an anime and it still has the same like action style that the first Zone of Enders showed as like that was possible. So it, yeah, like this one, I really feel that like despite the fact that we did have a lot of really good Gundam games you know, between 1989 and 2001, there was a lot of really good stuff being put out there. I feel like this game, Zone of Enders, was the first one to really show off the fact that we can live the anime, right? In my opinion. And maybe there's games out there that we're missing here that might have done it better or different or tried to test the waters first, but I feel like Kojima being who he is, was able to push the boundaries and really make it happen and put it into the limelight for people to actually see, right? So I think like that's why this is the game that inspired and really helped push that style of mech game because there's really two core styles of mech games out there. The gritty real one from Mech Warrior, and then now we have our space operas from Zone of Enders, right? And I don't know, it's it's amazing to see where it's come and like how this game has changed things after the fact right we have some amazing titles that have come out after zone of enders and i feel like maybe they wouldn't have been a thing if zone of enders never came out right like look at um oh god what is it called like project nimbus right i feel like that definitely takes a lot of inspiration or Damon X Machina takes a lot of inspiration from the styles from Zone of Enders, right? Like those games really, they might not be what they are without Zone of Enders being out first, right? So I don't know. That's just my opinion. To me, I feel like before Zone of Enders, it, you know, all the anime mech games were basically either fighting games. Like I owned two Gundam fighting games on the PlayStation. I still do. And they're fun fighting games, you, you know, but Gundam that's Battle it. Assault? Hell yeah. Yep. I think I have the sequel. I don't think I have the original on me anymore. The art in that game is great. And, um, <laughs> so good. It, it is really good. Uh, and, you know, we had platforming mech games and we like, we had a bunch of different There's anime mech ones games too, before you know, it. Like, 
Yeah, and I mean, there was an Evangelion game for the N64, but it was I a very about that one. Yeah, clunky fighting great. game. But, you know, to actually fly around and kind of feel realistic, like, Zoe was kind of the first one to really showcase that. You know, it took the it took the action of Armor Core and made it more flashy. I mean, that's how I was looked at as like it. What I liked about Armored Core, Zoe did it better by making it more simplistic, I guess you could say, and more pretty. And it it was really different. I remember, I think, I swear originally it was supposed to be a Dreamcast game. Because I remember reading in Dreamcast Magazine and they were talking about how it's going to come out for it. And then it, it comes out on the PS2 and I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll just oh, play nice. it there. And it it was cool. Like I remember, mine still has the demo disc. I think for Metal Gear Solid Two. Oh, that's awesome! And that's what I was like most yeah. excited about it. You know, because it was like a T-rated game with an M-rated demo. You know, I mean, yeah, you gotta win. But it it was cool. You know, and the nice thing about it too is anyone that has like an Xbox, the HD collection of it is backwards compatible. So, I mean, you can play both the games even on your Series X and, you know, it's still going to look good. It'll run really good. That's for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I remember always kind of like playing around and I think, you know, nowadays with mech games, they're kind of everywhere. You know, you see, I remember for years, the, the Gundam games were like Dynasty Warrior games, which was interesting. You know, it just, it almost feels too weird, though. It doesn't feel like what it should have mm. been. You know, it doesn't feel like these games where you're flying around in space. Like, it's more so like, okay, we're going to do like a land assault. And then you're like, okay, I'm getting swarmed by 30 mechs. Like, this doesn't seem really real. You know, in a sense, like the animes even, like it's, there'd be no way all these units would clump up on me. And it's, I don't know, it's interesting to see because I feel like during the 2000s, that's when we started seeing kind of the evolution of the genre. Because after, you know, this and Armored Core and stuff, um, well, I mean, I guess it is from them too, but from software obviously did uh, Armored Core. That was kind of like their big series mm-hmm. before Dark Souls. Because uh, they started out with Kingsfield, which was a uh, dungeon crawler. And then in the newer generation, you know, late PS1, early PS2, they jumped on Armored Core. And during the 360 era, they uh, released Chrome Hounds, which was a, to me, almost even more fast-paced uh, mech game, which is, it's really freaking cool like the the battles in it are insane like some there's there's like a fortress boss and stuff like that like it's i loved that game and uh i think that 360 ps3 era for mech games is where we really saw what i love most about it you know the being able to fly around and actually look feel real you know, I'm, I'm not knocking the old polygon graphics like I, that's my favorite generation. But the the fluidness of the combat, the look, everything just, I think, exploded. 
in that generation. And then now, obviously, because everything looks good, it, it makes it definitely feel better. But yeah, it's it's interesting because it's you think about it and like when you look at from software and it's like, wow, they started out really with these kind of games and now they're just focusing on Souls games, which I mean, they should. It's working for them. But at the same time, it's like, it'd be cool if we saw them do a new Armored Core or something like that, you know, like hell, even making like in a Souls game. Imagine like a Souls oh, mech That'd game. be so cool. It'd be weird. Like, really, really weird. But, it'd be kind of cool. You know, make it open world like Elden Ring will be and just, you know, downplay it. Like, obviously, the problem is, is like, okay, things are going to be shooting at you more than like people shoot arrows in the Souls game. So they'd have to like tweak it a little bit. But it'd be still cool to have that that fear of where, oh man, I could die. And like, say your ship, ex- your your mech explodes and then you're on the ground. And then you gotta like hide or find a. I don't know. That'd be kind of hard. That, though. I mean, there's there's been because it's like there's been plenty of games win. out there where like you know you escape or you eject out of the cockpit and roam around, right? Like there's they did that a lot. There's actually mm-hmm. was, um I can never remember the actual there's gun, gun hazard, hazard. And there's the armored paladin, I believe, right? Like Panzer Panzer paladin. paladin. I can't remember that name, but yeah, yeah like the that. Those games do that. It would actually be really interesting to do that. Maybe not in a multiplayer style game because I feel like that could get unfair mm-hmm. really quickly. And the balancing. Well, there's Titanfall. Huh? Hmm. Which that's another thing. Like maybe you know, we didn't even jump on is Titanfall. Is you know, I think the I don't want to say the perfect multiplayer mech game, but I it's mean, pretty damn near close it's, to it's, being perfect. Yeah. It's badass. It's like you get your normal like FPS, but then it's like, Oh, I'm going to call down my mech. And it's like, it's, it's crazy. Like I remember playing Titanfall when it first came out and I really liked it, but I didn't play enough of it. And then recently, well, like two years ago or so, I started playing Titanfall two and I was like, Whoa, like, how did I not know about this before? Like, this is really, really cool. Like, I wish I was playing this when it was like yeah. bigger. They they did you the know? balancing right in that one, where like the mechs felt very amazing and strong, but as a, a just a pilot on the ground, you had your amazing mobility, right? And like it, they mm-hmm. they had really fine tuned that to like a, within a micrometer, right? Like it just felt so good playing that game, and I would definitely agree that is probably hands down the best multiplayer mech game or one of right uh, it's just they they did it yeah. right and they not just mech game but like making you feel like an actual pilot itself right like they they really did that superbly and i feel like that is definitely yes we there's a lot of games out there like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode that we have not touched on yet right but remember keyword yet this is just the first part of our episode on mechs because there's so many different games out there, so many different genres, styles, multiplayer, single player, tactics, start, right? Like the visual novel, even like, holy crap, right? There's so many out there that we knew going into this that we definitely did not have enough time in our first episode to talk about it all we thought about doing a full huge you know like let's just put out a three hour long episode and just talk about mechs but we're gonna give you guys a little bit of break <laughs> yeah we're not gonna yeah, we won't do that to you guys right we're gonna make sure 
that each episode that we do, whether it's two or three, it, we're not, we're still kind of flexible on seeing where it goes because the genre is so huge and we want to make sure to pay homage to it. But yeah, like there's a lot to talk about and we are super excited to talk about it in the following episode or episodes in parentheses, right? Just in case. But I, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I'm excited because next episode, is the one that I like I cherish those strategy mech yes. games so much and I'm like excited to yeah. talk about that. So yeah, I think that's a good little like teaser into the next one. Like what what style you mentioned that we're gonna be talking about the strategy style mech games, right? So what other things might the listener be excited about that we will be touching on in the following episode, besides the tactic style games? Um, yeah, I think well, we're definitely going to be going into some of the more indie style as well. And then we're going to be touching on some mm-hmm. of the more modern style games that are coming out that are a little different, a little strange, but very, very interesting nonetheless. And, you know, all this is just coming from that fandom perspective, right? Like it's just something that we absolutely love. And actually speaking of fandom, we want to start shouting this out now. Right. We did mention Joystick January a couple episodes ago, and we know that we did that last year um, as a little social media challenge where every day we had a different prompt and we posted a different game associated with the prompt. Right. Kind of think drawing challenges like Inktober and stuff like that. Right. This year, we're going to be changing things up a little bit. And this is one that will probably be continuing on over the next few years as well. Right. So we're going to be setting up Fandom February. And Fandom February is really just that. It's just what are you like fanning out about, right? Like what what are you excited about? And it can transcend any genre. It doesn't have to be games. It can be anything. So we're excited. We'll get the full details and all that stuff squared away for you guys before February comes around. And you can start seeing that information on our social media. Um, it's going to be all over Instagram, so don't worry about it. And be sure to join in because it's going to be a lot of fun and really just being able to share what you're excited about. I think that's like the whole idea of fandom really was birthed here when we first started talking about the idea of making a mech episode. And then we both realized how much mechs have really inspired our choices, right? Like what we loved from gaming, from shows, from all that stuff. And I think it's just going to be a really fun way to celebrate what you're excited about. Not just what we're excited about, what you guys are excited about. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So just keep a, a lookout for that stuff coming up in our social medias pretty soon here. So real quick to recap this episode, what we talked about really was just the <laughs> the start of mechs, right? We talked about, we touched on a lot of topics, right? But we talked about the big granddaddies of them all, right? We talked about Mech Warrior that inspired the gritty, real, that, that like crazy like militaristic style of mech game and we talked about a, a lot about a zone of vendors which really showcased how to perform and how to execute an anime space battle right and like we said the next ones we're just going to be continuing to dive into the topic of mechs and god are we excited for it <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm chomping at the bits already to just start talking about them <laughs> 
But yeah. So with that, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you guys have enjoyed our little dive into mech games. And we hope that you guys join us next week as we continue our exploration into this wonderful world that they've made for us. So with that, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.